missed you. And we hope you missed us. We're your pals. <laughs> Dami and Val. Welcome back. Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. It's been a week. It's been a week since we have all met here in this community. So I'm going to read you something. Something we prepared. And it's something we prepared like a year ago. And it says, we want to amplify the message that we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. We want to support one another in business by building a compassionate network together so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. <laughs> the way we're accomplishing this mission is because by hosting this show, by creating uh, from Valerie's vision and Valerie's mind, the first ever annual Compassion Awards, which is coming up in just a matter of three weeks, which is a strange thing to say that it's three weeks away when it was an idea like six months ago. And we were like, oh, we don't have enough time to do this. And now we have three weeks. So that's how <laughs> things happen. That's life. It just keeps on moving. Look, we do this through the show. We do this through community where, where I mean, I'm just like, even just today, two phone calls that Valerie and I had before the show is just super exciting of some of the new stuff that's going on that like, yeah, it really happens when you put yourself out there and take some chances and get involved with opportunities. Right, Val? What do you think about that? I think this is all your fault and you are impossible to say no to because well, this is Tom, Tommy's best line. He'll go, let's just do it. We have to do it. We have to. You're like, well, we're talking about an awards show. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, it's March. We want to do this in October. We have a lot to do. It's a first time event. We want to make it an annual event. He's like, we have to do it. Like, I'm like, okay, you're right. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny because I thought I was like, like super spontaneous and all that. And then all of a sudden you start hitting me with stuff. I'm like, dude, you can't out Tommy D. Tommy D. Because people are playing that role. Like who's in charge anymore? Like, sort of like, you know, like when my wife and I might go to dinner and we leave the kids home alone, like who's in charge? If the kids are in charge, that's dangerous, you know? So that's, <laughs> that's why you don't leave young people running the, running the show. But I will tell you, we're having a lot. I want to update. I want to update our little mission statement, though, because I know I, I know it says uh, we want to support each other in business, which is 100% true. We want to patronize, uh, you know, restaurants and stores and professionals who are empathetic to animals. Um, but also, we also want to support rescue and animal advocacy. So we we're gonna we're gonna add those definitely. Right. So we, listen, you know what? We're already doing it. We're just changing what we're telling them, I guess. Right? I mean, we're doing yeah. that. Today's <laughs> example, like today's episode, is an example of just that. It's just yeah. really, um, you know, it's it, it's about. So we we do three things on this show. I talk about a lot. We learn, we educate, and then we advocate. And I mean, look, if you're a, kind of badass like me you can advocate before you learned or educated which is i i sort of do things like what do you say like um you know shoot from the hip sometimes i don't even like act still, as if like I, you know sometimes you, you guys do that too like sometimes yeah, I just, well, it's a good shotgun, you know <laughs> just, like, let's do it and then like pick up the pieces like, which is not a great business model but it, it makes things exciting but eileen hello Gina, hello. We're going to get you in the conversation. I just want to say hello. Welcome to the hey, show. Eileen Shanahan and, and Gina Lamb representing the Warrior Ranch uh, Warrior Ranch Foundation, but then also Gina's company, Iron Horse Fields. Good afternoon. How are you both? Before we even jump in, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. I'm so... I, see, I, I do like very little research before we get a guest on the show because unless I know them already, but I just like to have you know, unscripted questions and, uh, and thoughts or whatever, but yeah. So uh, we, we have two things to talk about. Wow. Okay. So where do you want to start? 
Well, I want to just start. Let, let's do this before we get started. I just want to, okay. like, I just want to tell a quick story. And then, you know, not quick, but it'll be a story. So, look, one Friday afternoon, here's how it goes. One Friday afternoon, I'm out of horse ability. Shout out my buddy, Katie McGowan. My horse ability shirt, right? I am a board member. It says Tommy D. You know you're Tommy D when they literally get a shirt made up, and it doesn't say Tommy, but it says Tommy D on the shirt. So, <laughs> I showed up at an event yesterday and I go to grab my name tag and I'm with my friend Nairik here from Girl Scouts of Suffolk County. And she goes, oh, they say your names are by like last name. And we go to find the Demisa name and it's literally says Tommy D on the name tag. Like I, I probably did that, but I don't remember doing it when I filled it out. Point is horse ability. I'm at horse ability on a Friday evening. This will be a quick one, Val. I'm there on a Friday evening. Late. <laughs> Robbie comes up to me and goes, Tommy, I see what you're doing. You got to meet Eileen Shanahan at Warrior Ranch Foundation. He tells me that on a Friday afternoon, and then Saturday morning, I'm at the American Legion in my neighborhood because, like, well, Friday night, I'm at the American Legion. Saturday, they told me tomorrow we're raising a flag for the uh, suicide and remembrance flag, which is now a federal flag to remember those veterans we've lost through those taking their own lives. And I'm standing next to this woman, and it turns out it's Eileen Shannon from Warrior Ranch, an organization I'd never heard of like 17 yeah. hours ago. And then Eileen yeah. has been on Philanthropy and Focus. We talked about the mission of the organization. But we've got to talk about the mission. But as Gina being an, an equine professional at the organization, really today what we want to talk about is, yes, what the organization does for the people, for the veterans, but also, and I want to look at my notes because I want to make sure I hit this right, the rescue, the retraining, and the repurposing of these horses as well. I was on a board meeting for Horseability last night there was a, vol- uh, not a volunteer, a uh, retirement party for two horses. So I learned about this, not, not that the party was last night, it was a couple of weeks ago, but I learned what happens when the horses retire and then they go to my greener pastures, wink, wink. So like just fun stuff. So that's what we want to learn about today is the organization, what you're doing for the horses. And Val, I know you have a whole bunch of questions about it. So can we, can we start with the background of the organization and then let's dive into just us doing Q&A like we're having a cup of coffee together, right? Sure, sure. In a nutshell, um, Warrior Ranch, we got incorporated in 2016. And what we do, we are a, through horse interaction, we are a rec- recreational therapeutic outlet for veterans and first responders. So we rescue, retrain, and repurpose horses. And we have the veterans and first responders work with them during our retreat days. And so it it's twofold. So it's about the veterans and first responders and it's about the horses, but our veterans will be helping our horses. So it's America's heroes rescuing America's icon. It gives them a path and purpose. It makes them feel really great. And there's a dynamic that they can relate to with the horses. And what we do is we teach them about the nature of horses and how horses communicate. And then they in turn as humans communicate with the horse because the horse communicates through body language. It's the only way they know how to communicate. And when they communicate, for example, uh, they'll, they could pin their ears, they could poke at you, they bite, I mean, at each other and they bite each other, or if they turn and they might raise their leg or kick out, that's how they talk to each other. That's how they move each other around the field. Now, when we as humans go into that herd, the most important thing we have to be is that leader, because that's how they communicate. And we have to communicate to them. So they don't communicate to us like that because we'll get hurt. It's about mm-hmm. safety. So we communicate through our body language the same way horses communicate with each other. We use tools. We have lariats. We have sticks. We have ropes. And we use the same. We use those tools to help us because if you need distance between you and the horse. So it's just about safety. So we become the leader 
in that herd. And we teach our participants to be leaders in that herd. And it's quite natural because our veterans and first responders are all natural leaders. Mm, yeah, that's that is very true. Um, I, I just have to ask probably a ridiculous question, but it popped in. So here we go. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie. I think it was called 28 Days with Sandra Bullock in it. Okay. So there's a scene. So part of their program or whatever, they, they had a horse. And the whole goal was to teach um, the people that were in the 28-day facility. It was like a rehab facility for, I think, alcohol or whatever, or drugs or both. I remember that scene, though. Yeah, oh, my God. Okay. So there's a horse. How could I not know that? I'm going to describe it because I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen this movie, but um, they were trying to train them in like confidence and patience and whatever. So each person that was in the rehab facility had to go up to the horse and like grab the hoof. Yes. Now. Yes. In a certain way where it would just natural, it's natural reflexes would be to cooperate Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock, of course, can't do it. She's like trying, trying, trying. The horse is just standing there, you know, and if it doesn't want to, you're not going to win that battle. But then towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, the horse complied and it was like a very magical, emotional moment. But I'm just curious, is that a real thing? Like, it is a real thing. What it is, the, the horses mirror our energy, okay? So horses by nature are prey animals, humans are predators. So their senses are very heightened, okay? Uh-huh. And whatever energy we're giving off, they're going to mirror it. So if I come in and, you know, you say, hey, I, how you doing? I say, I'm doing great. Val, I could be completely and totally lying to you. Humans lie all the time. We always yeah. have our feelings. We do that. You cannot lie to a horse. So they I love that. Work. So you can jump in too. So that's fantastic. I love that so much. I'm so into body language naturally anyway. Because I mean, like, I think most animals, that's how they communicate. You know, I mean, a, a dog will growl or, you know, you might get something audible, but at the same time, you know, their tails are a big tell, you know, uh, same thing with cats, their tails communicate a lot, you know, but um, yeah. As, oh, okay. So, so by all means, would you mind delving into a little more body language with horses? I'm curious. You said pinned ears. What does that mean? Are they mad? Yeah, I mean, so in a herd with horses, or let's say you just went to go up to one, if they like really pin their ears back and give you that look, it could mean a bite. You know, it could want to bite you. If it's in a herd with all the horses, that's how they talk. That's how they communicate. That's all they know. Yeah. And if they're, you know, push another horse around, they're going to pin their ears back first. It's like a warning sign. And then if you don't move, then the next could be a bite or a kick. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of know those, you know, the signs of, you know, where you, that you got to watch out. And the horses battle for the leadership every, every day. day, every yeah. day. It doesn't matter. And, wow. and in a herd of a hundred, there's only one number one, one number two, yeah. one number three. All that that changes, that stack ranking change. It, it can, it can, it doesn't always necessarily, but you have to fight it every day. Like we go to our horses every day, Cody and I, uh, 90 minutes sweating, both dripping sweat before I had to wait. So he gave it up if I needed to be that leader. Wow. He did. So it took 90 minutes the first time, took half that time the second time, took it 20 minutes. Now today, 14 years later, he may try. But I'll say, I don't get mad. I just say, okay, I make him run. I make him move. Heart moves, talks to the brain. I make him move. And now today, if I go, if he decides to be a little feisty, I say, okay. And I start moving. He'll take like five steps and go, no. I have to tell you, like, I guess it's a good thing. It was 
a moving moment for me, but it was like, it was like magical. And Tommy knows this. I sent him the video. I'll have to send it to you guys too. But um, a few months ago, we were driving around and we were just kind of like looking for some property, whatever. And we happened to be in a very rural area. And we see these two gorgeous horses. I don't know what they're called, but they were like white, with like brown patches on them. Just stunning. From oh my God. They're so beautiful. And I said to my husband, I go, pull over, pull over. And I don't know if it was just like I was, I was needing this or I, it was like a magnet for me, right? And I got out of the car. And as soon as I started walking over to the fence, the two of them just started walking over. They were kind of far away. They just walked right over to me and they let me pet them. And I'm telling you, it brought me to tears. Like I felt like it was like a godly moment. You know what I mean? I, I was like, very, I'm connected. Therapeutic. Very therapeutic. They're magnificent creatures. I can't explain some things, but they're just absolutely magnificent. They make and you they, forget everything else. Yeah. You know, if you're having a bad day, yeah. you know, I'll wake up, I'll go to the barn, and you kind of forget about it. You know, you look at them, yeah. you smell them, and you're just yeah. like, oh, this is... It is I want to hear some crazy success stories. I want I want to hear. I know I know we have to go to break shortly, but like I, I would love to hear some of these moving moments that you can't explain. Cause um I, I thought it was wild and I, I was I I was so elated after that, you know. No, they they are they're beautiful creatures. I know if you have to go to break, we'll get into I uh, can wait to get into stories, though. but it happens Those all the time. Those moments happen all day long. It's yeah. just like little right. small stuff, but you know, being around horses know. all the time, you're like yeah you just see that you know like, i could use a horse right now we are gonna we are gonna slip away and take a quick break but i will tell you this val so i wanted you know i have children they wanted a horse and and like when i talked to katie and this even came up last night at horse billy i was like well katie you know look if we're gonna retire horses from time to time you know, and you need them to live in somebody's backyard. I'm sure they can live in my backyard. My kids would love that. And she goes, Tommy, I've already told you, you have all these horses. You don't need one at your house. And that horse ability is about nine miles from the attic. So it ain't that far, really, to just get down there and see the horse. Yeah. Well, when you come here, we're going to go out to Calverton together. We're going to go to Warrior Ranch Foundation. We're going to go see them because I will tell you, if I'm having a challenging day, if I can sneak away and I call it get my fix and I say that, look, ironically, Today is 12 years since I've had a drink. So just to shout that out, because oh, that's about not about inspiring other folks. I'm on about 12 hours. 12 hours. So that's, <laughs> hey, small steps, one day at a time, 12 hours at a time. But I will tell you, you know, I, I, I joke about getting a fix, but I feel great when I go to yeah. I literally yeah. am calmer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still Tommy D, but I'm calmer than normal. And it is a you you feel your 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 state change, and we'll yeah. talk now. We'll talk about. I, I do want to talk about when we come back too. How when the veterans had an opportunity with Robbie to pick up one of these horses, the horse that they picked up with who's blind and or missing mm-hmm. an eye. We'll talk about that when we come back because I just sure. that story is very inspirational to me. This is Professionals and Animal Lovers show. I'm going to share Warrior Ranch Foundation's uh, website while we're at break. We'll be right back. Okay. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back and i i don't know about you all but i can't get enough of the minis no matter like <laughs> no matter like that's who is this butterscotch is one of these yeah butterscotch is the one in the front and then shmay is yeah. the one behind them May, how you doing shmay I, so they are so cute i can't yeah i just want to be there right now i'm i'm yeah. dying over here i'm like, <laughs> like i need a word no you know how funny <laughs> life is Right, Val. Oh, forget it. How funny forget it is. Like, one day, so I, I told you how I, I ended up meeting Eileen, but then like one day I'm out at my cousin's out at like Southhold, and I'm driving home on a Sunday morning. It was like a bachelor party oh, night before, and I'm funny. driving home, and I'm like, I'm cruising. I don't even really know where I'm going, and I don't care. It's super early. I'm just like, you know, I got to, you know, I got to get home for like a soccer game or something. So I leave early, and I pass by this sign, and out of like, you know, it's like an oasis, and Warrior Ranch is like right in front of me. No intention. Yeah going there like not consciously subconscious go the universe 100 yeah, yeah. but um you know I, I wanted to ask you so rescue retrain and repurpose where do you rescue where do these horses come from and also gina i have to ask you how did you become a horse trainer because I, i've never i don't think i've ever really met one before i know they exist um but you know it, it, that is a unique vocation for i think a long islander right i don't know but yeah so where do you get the horses from where do they come from so we get the horses where we got Sully. they come from different places mm-hmm. uh we got sully from the standard bread rescue foundation he is a standard bread horse he's 16 now uh we got him a year ago he was a racehorse uh, wasn't very good. So he didn't race very long and then ended up like he was a trotter, he, you know, the ones that they pull the carts. Yeah. And, um, and then, Beautiful. right. So then he ended up, um, <laughs> he ended up at the, he unfortunately ended up with, well, he ended up with the Amish. He worked. And then when they're done with them, unfortunately he ended up in a kill pen. Oh. Uh, 
And we're not sure what happened to his eye, whether it happened before they let him go or if it happened at the kill pen, but he lost his eye. And what happens is because he was a racehorse, he has a tattoo. So the Standard Bread Rescue Foundation was able to retrieve him from there, and uh, which was great. So they got him, and now we have him. Uh, Robbie Siegelman uh, of Siegelman Stables, great guy. He was a trainer for over 40 years, had recommended that we go there. And uh, we went there, and uh, we got Sully. Uh, and he's very um, – the folks at the back of the ranch, the veterans and everybody really love him and identify with him. He himself is wounded. He's got one eye. Uh, oh. he, had, he had a few scars on him when, he, when we got him too. So, and a tattoo, which a lot of veterans have. All right. Yeah. And, yeah. They had an opportunity, Eileen. They were, some of the vets were, were with Robbie, if I'm not mistaken, and they chose Sully specifically because – because he was wounded. Yeah, he was sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to cry. Yeah, yeah no. So, yeah, Robbie, Robbie is a great guy. Robbie works with veterans a lot. And they took one look at Sully. And, you know, because, again, there's beautiful horses there. There was many to choose from. And Sully is the one who came home with us. So yeah. heartbreaking, though, that, that there are so many. I, I really wish that. So, the Gene, yeah, Gene is teaching him. You want to teach him how he's teaching what we first got to do, groundwork, and then – because he was standard bread, and then she's yeah, teaching him to was, ride. Um, he's very, very sensitive, very emotional horse, and he only knew how to drive. He didn't really know how to be anything else, you know, even to be a horse. So mm-hmm. when we get them, we just try to, like, desensitize them and kind of fit into our world, um, be around the veterans safely. So I spend a lot of time doing a lot of groundwork with them, um, lunging, just being respectful, not pushy, um, just picking up the hooves nicely that everyone could be around them safe. You know, that's, that's the, the, the main goal and to yeah. be the program. So he was very nervous, high headed, especially with one mm-hmm. eye gone, which we really did feel that happened uh, fairly new. It wasn't something that mm-hmm. he had because he, he was so like lucky, mm-hmm. very guarded on the one side. So we had to make him feel safe on yeah. that one side that he wouldn't be so like spooky you know, yeah. and then he gives a little, you know, but but he's he's much he's a much nicer, better horse. Like like he's his head would be so high up in the air from his emotions. Now he's just like really he chills out, really chill. Everyone loves him. He's such a nice, sweet horse. And we actually got an honor and rode him. Yeah, no, yeah. I've got so Gina, for someone who's they're in love with horses, actually, I'm sure Eileen you can both probably answer this, but like as a kid, I remember loving horses too. I I actually took a few horseback riding lessons um my dad was really resourceful and he always wanted me to be around animals so he went to cw post and as an alumni i went to that campus all the time my dad was playing their pianos because we didn't have a piano and then he got me to be able to take i guess like discounted lessons or something like that because he was an alumni there anyway they stuck me in a horse giant ginormous horse I wasn't afraid or anything but this horse was not I guess ready for children or whatever and the next thing I know it's up on its hind legs and I'm holding on for my dear life oh, I think I was in like third grade you oh, know no. and I just but when you're that you know young you have that really low center of gravity so I'm holding out like like for dear life right and they finally were able to like raid him in um and I got down and at the next lesson I got Milton 
who was like this old, just like clap, 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 yeah. clap like, a, like a really, <laughs> like this sweetest horse. But so my question is like back then as a kid and I'm all excited and I love the horses, you know, if I wanted to get into this career, like how, what's the career path for someone who yeah. wants to become a horse? This is not anything I ever picked or wanted to be. It happens in my life. <laughs> it's uh, I've done other things in my life, and and then I don't know. At one point, I ended up with my own horse, and it was something I always wanted. And uh, I have him now, probably thirteen years. But I mean, I knew how to ride. I used to take lessons and do all that stuff. Yeah. And, and um, when I got him, it, it was a different ball game when you own your own horse. And he taught me a lot, and I met a great group of pe- people, which that's yes, how I, I actually met Eileen, yeah. which is a natural horsemanship group. And I learned all that groundwork because I probably would be dead right now if I. I remember when I first got on my horse and I went into the park and he took off on me. He just oh ran, my God. Ran, and ran and I was like a frog in a rocket. I just held yeah. on and I didn't know really what to do, you know? Yeah. But now yeah, I, do. <laughs> I, learned, I learned so much stuff. And, it, and from having him it, and being around other people and their horses, it just started helping other people. And then I ended up with a second horse. And they both taught me something entirely different. And it just, it just, one thing led into another. And here I am in front of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. And I love, yeah. I love this. I love that. This is something I really never thought I'd ever be doing. Yeah. Um, I, again, I just got my horse for my, my own pleasure. You know, I loved horses and wanted to ride. This mm-hmm. is a different ball game. And I love it. I love helping mm-hmm. the veterans. I love seeing their, their faces, how it changes for yeah. them when they, when yeah. they look at them and they see the transformation of, let's say we first take a horse out of a stall and they're like, M- might be a little up. And then once they start working with them, they see how calm they get. Even the people, you see how they yep. start to relax. Yeah. What kind of feedback do you get from the veterans who are working with the horses? We get a lot of different you feedback. Yeah, actually, I'm on the text today. But what happens too is, uh, you know, Tommy, you were just talking about it before. Um People pull down the driveway, and as soon as they pull in, they nice. start to relax. They see the sign right. and the gravel. Just the noise of the, the gravel. noise of the gravel does. Yeah, very calming. Yeah, very calming, yeah. and they start to feel like a sense of, um, you know, peace. Yeah, it's like an oasis for me. You know, okay. yeah. So it's so on. I don't want to say strange because I'm all keyed into this kind of stuff, but it's just like that. You can go to a place. And even if I couldn't see, I would know that I would. No, you feel it right yeah. away. You feel yeah. it right away. It's yeah. spiritual. You know, they make a noise machine sound of the gravel, a car yeah. pulling yeah. up gravel. It's usually like the ocean or whatever, yeah. like waves. The gravel. Well, yeah, we are looking to do a water thing too, but the gravel, when we, when we were building the ranch it, it some of the research and development we did we were looking for things that were calming and believe it or not when you drive on gravel that does become common we've heard that over and over and over again and i was just looking at my phone before i was looking down because one of the texts came back someone said oh like i just sent them pictures of the day and they said awesome thank you so much love today can't wait to come back haven't stopped talking about today's experience I'd like to come whenever possible. Had a meltdown recently, and days like today are just what the doctor ordered. So you get you get some wonderful things. Yeah. You know, um, here, here's another one. I enjoy the ranch so much. All the pe- the people I've met are so nice and pleasant. I love the fact that you start off saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Being around the horse is a gift. I enjoy doing the groundwork and learning techniques. I love being part of the 
ranch. I, I love this place. That's, you know, so we get texts like that yeah. all the time and it's very, it makes us feel good. It makes it all worth it. You know, it, right. there's a lot that goes into running a foundation and it's not easy, you know, it really oh. isn't. But then you have such wonderful people that step up and help and, uh, and days like we have at the, at the retreats. It becomes it's just, a family. It does. You know, the same people start showing up and, yeah. you know, they become friends and they want to go to the next retreat. They invite other people. Yeah, and you know what else too oh. is that I feel that it also is, because you hear this a lot, you know, there's so many wonderful veterans who I, I adore anyone who puts their life on the line for other people mm-hmm. um, and first responders. And, you know, these types of programs that allow them to be around animals, volunteer, work with them, whatever, you're, you're, you hear a lot about loneliness, you hear a lot about loss of purpose, mm-hmm. um, and you guys are giving them something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it makes me emotional, it really does. It, it's a wide range of ages, too. Is anybody from the Absolutely. 20s all the way up? We've had... Unfortunately, she just recently passed away, but we had a 90-year-old uh, Marine, and she used to say, I love telling my kids I'm going out training horses today, you know, but they, we have yeah. all ages. It doesn't, because you can do as little or as much as you want. You just want to look. We had someone come the other day, came to the retreat, and one of, who's been there often, and thought they were going to, you know, come in and help, but they were just like, you know what? I just kind of want to hang back and watch today. It was like, fine, yeah. you know? Yeah. You can do. I want to be the one that gets to feed the carrots. I'm going to feed. Okay, I'm, no, the, I'm the feeder. <laughs> you are the whole ranch. So <laughs> we don't hand feed the treats. You know, we don't hand oh. feed. You got to put them oh, in. because they might. You have to, and when you go up, you have to have a fist because they might think that it's a carrot, right? Like, and it <laughs> yeah. might. Up. We yeah. don't hand feed treats. I don't know why. You're going to have to tell us that. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial yeah. break. But before we take a break, and you're going to tell us why we don't hand feed, I want you to just shout out Eileen October. Oh, October 2nd, uh, our Harvest the East End event. It's our premier fundraising event for Worry Ranch. It's being held at the ranch. It's going to be a great event. Two for the Road is singing. We have a lot of military guests of honor speakers, a lot of horse performances and demonstrations. So go to our website. It's uh, Harvest the East End uh, at Warrior Ranch. It's 2 to 5 p.m. So if I go to Warrior Ranch, can I find that there? or Right there, right there. Right there the so I'll share that as we go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about why Valerie cannot feed carrots. <laughs> Horses out in Calverton and other fun facts. We'll be right back. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Yeah, we're back and we're back. So I can you see my screen, everybody? Back? Uh, yeah. All right. So I was having trouble finding it. So it's actually going it's, so again for the event coming up October 2nd, Harvest the East End 2022 uh, on the farm, on the ranch, um, October 2nd, Calverton, New York. You'll see right here, there's tickets to be sold. I'm sure there's sponsorships available. Yeah, there is, yeah, so, yep. so if you're the kind of uh, thoughtful business leader, business organization, company, I was at an event yesterday the Long Island Business News Corporate Citizenship uh, event. And there are just so many organizations out there who are building those strategic alliances. I am the nonprofit sector connector. I can't help myself. I must speak about these things when it comes up in conversation, but it's about those relationships. So that event is October 2nd. I will do my best to get there um, with with kids in tow because like when you got horses, my kids like the horses too. So back into it. Why can't, a couple of things. Why can't Valerie feed your horses carrots? Let's start there. <laughs> Okay, so number one, safety reasons, okay? You can, God forbid, lose a finger, so we don't want that. But really, because horses start getting to be uh, pushy, they look, they start looking for the treats, they expect it all the time, and they, and they start, like, nudging get you, nippy. getting a little nippy, they might bite and kind of mm. push you around. Just, we just don't do it. We put it in their, bu- their feed bucket. That's theirs. That's their space. Um, we're, we're, when they're with us, we just we don't have feed. All right, all right. So I won't push the issue, but let me ask you this. My volunteers put an apple here and there. We won't, we won't. We won't. Can, I, can I do the can I brush? Can I yes, do the brush? Yes, yes. Okay. I'll do the brush. Yes. We can do that. <laughs> I'll do the brushing and I'll have a couple apples in my pockets. Yeah, you know when we have them in our pockets, they, they smell the treats. We were the senses are incredible. The, the their senses, I the eyesight, smell, hearing. So they don't know if it's even on your hand. They'll start looking. Ah. You got smelling it on you. They're like, "What you got?" <laughs> I'm telling you, we're at the one day, Val. Let me tell you, we're horse ability, my wife and I, and like it was like March, so we had jackets on or whatever, and all of a sudden I hear her laughing hysterically. I go, "What's the matter?" So this one horse put his face, his head over, and was like rustling in her pocket. Yeah. She's never been there. It's not like the horse recognized her as, you know, the treat giver, but <laughs> like either <laughs> something or smelled something. Yeah. I mean, with me, there was probably a chocolate bar in my pocket because it usually, <laughs> but it wasn't me they were going after. So they're super smart. I mean, let's just write. They yeah. love peppermints, anything like that, mints. I remember from the movie, The Black Stallion. I'm all about horse movies today. Remember, you guys might have seen it, I don't know, but like the Black Stallion, I remember the kid was feeding uh, sugar cubes. Yeah, yeah, sugar, yep, cubes, sugar yeah. cubes, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's wild. They have a sweet tooth. Um, yeah, they do. I wanted to ask about 
So you have another organization, Iron Horse Fields? That's me. That's just my business. Oh, um, oh, okay. So what is your business? Let's talk about it. Training. Horse training. I'll just help people. It, again, it, it just grew into this. It wasn't something that I always Okay, did. okay. Um, and you know, one thing led to another. You, you help one person and they're like, oh, hey, could you help me? And I help right. And it just started to kind of grow into something. Um, yeah. And, you know, I lean with Warrior Ranch and became part of that. Yeah, she's doing so you're thing. offering the services to someone who, let's say they, they live out there, a, a lot of people, more people that I think in Suffolk, right, have horses or, yeah. or they house them in Suffolk, right, okay, so there are a lot in that, so, but there's a, probably, Suffolk's bigger, yeah. so it's, it's, a lot of horses, right, like it has more wide open fields or whatever, but I don't know, anyway, um, but also, so, okay, let's say, I moved to Calverton and I get a horse and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So I call you to help me train the horse. And yeah. what does that training encompass? Like besides, I guess, well, I won't even guess. <laughs> well, I try to help you to understand how to relate to the horse, to, to help you with all that groundwork. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the groundwork helps you bond with your horse. It, it, it's, it's pretty amazing to see that, you know, that connection. Um, yeah getting on their backs and riding. I mean, listen, I, I learned that my whole life growing up, you know, but once I found found out about, you know, the, the groundwork, the natural horsemanship, it's a whole nother world that I'm so glad. I'm very lucky I fell into that because I don't think I'd be where I am right now. It's pretty amazing. It's about and a partnership. It it's really, partnership. it really is. And, and they like it. They yeah. like that work. You know, yeah. that you bond on the ground and, and you do stuff like that before you act. And everything you do on the ground does apply to in the saddle. It makes a much nicer horse to, to, to ride and even yeah. ride. Every you know, uh, it sounds familiar in the sense of uh, Caesar Milan, right? Famous. Yeah, yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. And he always says, he says, I'm, I'm here to train the people. Let's say, you know, you gave me a horse and I trained it for four weeks. I send it back to your house. What's going to happen? What, you gonna do? Know right. what to do It's going to revert back to its old, you know, bad habits or whatever it was. Like you gotta, you gotta keep it up, you know, maintenance. Hmm. Amazing. As time goes on, it gets easier and easier. Like my, like our horses yeah. now, like, they're like, yeah. they're so easy. Like, I don't know. We don't have to do that every day. Yeah. No. So like, you they're already the, who yeah. they are, you know? Yeah. That's that's what makes it so worthwhile. Yeah, no, my horse sees me, he wins. He's like, you know, they're it's just, it's really it's, cool. They're fun. Yeah, that's that how I ended cool. up with a chihuahua. That's how we that's actually how we got Mickey though. Look, we were at the Roosevelt Field Mall and he <laughs> and the little chihuahua winked at us. And then I had at least if I went I mean, I guess that's less of a challenge than if I went to like you know, Warrior Ranch and a horse winked at me, and then now I have a horse. Like, yeah. it was a tiny Just little, a little bit. Happens. Speaking of speaking of our two, the two miniature horses, Schmain Butterscotch, are up for adoption. If uh, anybody's interested. Oh my God, Tommy. Val, this might be the one, Val. You're Tommy, trying, you're trying to convince. Do it. Manipulate. You have to do it. This and they be. drive. They and they drive. drive. They drive carts. Did you imagine if I'm going like to? Like the like the stop and shop, and I'm like in my little cart, and they drive me there, like in yeah. and butter. I would need two though, because I 
No. Not that big dude, but like I mean, a little big, I think. Yeah. You might need the, the two might horse power. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they have, they, we have the cards. It's a two man card. Catherine, yeah. Catherine, I, 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 I would just roll over with joy. If, if I had that, if what if I had that? Got, what if I got, and then, and then what happens? Like, I mean, <laughs> like if I go away for the weekend with my family, like I could drop them off, all like old at old Westbury, or I could drop them. It's like as a like, can you watch my horse for like? 48 hours, like, how's yeah, that yeah, work? Yeah, you already have the plan set. I think you better, you better, your wife is better be ready for this. Cause <laughs> it is a new commitment, set. by the way. It is, yes, yes. In all seriousness, it is very, it's, it's a big commitment. If you're going to keep them at your house, you need to have a support system that when you do go away on vacation, are able to take care yeah. of them. You need um, a horse sitter. Yeah, because it's not like it's not like dogs. The dog sitter, the cat sitter, right? Exactly. Oh, trust me, if we were like, I know we are caught, we are really joking. I don't have that much problem, but like, if we were serious about it, I know, like, I could be like Val. I'm leaving to go somewhere in an hour. And she would like fly here to get. To <laughs> well, you don't have to be with them twenty four seven. Yeah, knocking people over. Half yeah. would be like knocked out of the way, so she'd go and watch my horse. I would fly there, and then I would call Gina and be like, "What do I do? What do I do?" Tommy, I'll take care of your horses. Gina, help. Sully, Sully is also. Available for adoption if somebody just wants a driving horse. We're trying to get him to the point where you could ride him too. Um, and then we'll say, but if somebody was looking for a driving horse, he's a great horse. So talk about people that. looking for both. So that's the repurposing. And I have a question about riding, but like that's the repurposing angle, right? Like it's not just they're, yes. they're coming to the ranch to to learn different things, like you talked about with um was it Sully? I think it was Sully you were talking about, Gina, like how you train him on certain things that he didn't didn't know, but now he's ready to go back out. So it's not always, right. they're not always coming to stay at the ranch forever, or are, they, are any coming to the ranch to stay forever? No, no, not really. The purpose is, is, again, to almost, lack of a better word, it's a revolving door, but not fast. They don't go out until they're fully ready. And um that's why our veterans and first responders come. They help, and now they've helped rescue that horse too. That so you're like a long-term foster. Uh, it depends on the horse. Like right now, we've had these guys for a year, so yeah. So, but that's okay. Now yeah. they're ready to go. We want to make sure that they were safe and right. ready to go. You know, go it's, and- it, it takes a while. It doesn't. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a month, two months, three months. You have to really put the time in to retrain and make them safer for people and for them. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and, and we want them to be with the family that's gonna love them and hold on to them. That's in forever. Them back, yeah, you know? we, yeah, forever. And and we do keep in touch with them because if it doesn't work out, we'll take them back. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I love that. See, that is to me uh, the pillar. One one of the fundamental differences in in any you know world of rescue um, or even breeding. But you know, to stand by the animals and say if if you. For whatever reason, financial hardship or someone's sick, no longer able to care yeah. for these animals, they're coming back to us. Yeah. That is, that's, in my humble opinion, very important. You don't want them to end up where they no. are. Yeah, you don't want them. Right. That's the whole, right. the whole you know. that's real rescue. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you the retreats that you do. Let's talk about that to as if we're speaking to a veteran right now what what i'm a veteran well i'm not a veteran but if i were a veteran and i'm you know interested in a retreat and getting involved what does that look like for me 
Well, what, you have to fill out the retreat application, which is on the website. And that's just so we have some background information on okay. the uh, participant. Um, so, and so we can tailor the program, you know, sometimes we'll match people up with certain things. And just so we have a background on people. What kind of background? I'm just curious. Like, is it, is it like a credit check or? <laughs> no, it's not a credit check, but we need to know because we are specifically for veterans and first responders. Okay. And we need the proof that you are who you say you are. Oh, good. Right. Because right. you don't want stolen ballot. Yeah. No, so no, that's, no, that's number one. And if there's any type of, um, uh, substance abuse or some past history or something we just kind of need to know about it so we need and so we're prepared right mm-hmm. and so we do also have um a mental health person that, that uh will be there in case something happens and we don't know how to handle it because mm-hmm. we're equine people we're not mental health uh professionals so we mm-hmm. do have a mental health professional uh on standby because people come with issues i mean they have pts they they may be fine but other people may have pts you know so there are certain issues that we need to be prepared for right uh, you know someone's like really suicidal we need to know that because that does and there's serious things that that do come up and we need to uh be prepared for that and if somebody has an injury or a handicap and yeah. prepare the horse for that. If somebody's on crutches or in a wheelchair, the horse needs to prepare for that because if a horse has never seen the wheelchair, that could spook the horse. I mean, I've been on trail rides and there's a someone pushing a baby carriage. My horse was like, oh my God, what is that? He started snorting and backing up. And so we mm-hmm. just asked the people to stop. And of course they want to protect their kid and they stop. They're like, no problem. And then we just, you know, slowly went by. But we have to introduce the horses to certain things. Right. Somebody's got a prosthetic or a crutch or something like that. This is really great information. I, you know, this is real preparation and yeah. that's, uh, I love what you said before about, you know, not, not allowing, there's no room for stolen valor. I appreciate that tremendously. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And a job guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have another horse. I don't know if we're going to break or not, but we have another horse we'd love to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Maybe a can I show pictures? Is, is Rain, he- Ranger. Okay. Um, he should I top left. I'm gonna. I'll show him. You sell him. I'll show him. Ranger's the best. He's uh, what was that? Is he on the website? He should be. I, I, mean, I got one that says Ranger. There's only, our newest. Oh, he's our newest, newest one. This is, and, him. this is him, right? That's him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that might have been like the first day that yeah. we got him. Wow. Yeah, that was when we very first yeah. got him. Yeah, there's only a couple pictures of him on yeah, here. He's, yeah, he's a beautiful quarter horse. Um. When we got him, there was some inaccurate information that we received. And um, uh, so he's been, he's had some behavioral issues. What kind of horse is he? A quarter horse. Quarter horse. Quarter horse, yeah. They're like the Labradors of the horse world. <laughs> they're great. They're they're fantastic. They're like a little. Most versatile most horse. Ver- yeah, most versatile horse. But anyway, so we got him. He had some behavioral issues, like he bucked and things like that. Um, and Gina, again, did a phenomenal job with him. You want to talk about him, but he's still, she did a great job with him, but there are still some issues and we'll get to what we're doing about that in a minute. Well, as again, um, somebody approached us about this horse that we didn't go and get him from a rescue, although he was rescued from a rescue. Yeah, he was in a kill pen. He was in a kill pen. They couldn't handle having this horse. It wasn't a good fit for them because he had these issues, but um, they really didn't understand it. Anyway, they contacted Eileen mm-hmm. and we went to go look at him and I was like, yeah, let's definitely grab him. You know, it looks like I see the potential in him yeah. now. Yeah. And as time was, again, wrong information here and there, 
just people just don't know, you know, yeah. you have to maintain these animals. And um, again, they said he was bucking, you know, he bucked this person off, that person off. I put a lot of groundwork into him and I definitely seen improvement, but then things started to go backwards. Mm. Just like seeing, yeah. I, I kept saying, I feel like this horse has, he's got pain, like a lot of pain in him. Like it's just in his body somewhere, in his face. Like, like he was just getting worse instead of getting better. Like he had, he got better and then, and then it went backwards. I'm like this isn't, something's up. Yeah. Anyway, we just had this great vet, Cappy Nick, Tallarico, Matasano and Tallarico that came. Phenomenal. horse, his mouth. Nobody did dental care on him. It was a mess. His teeth were terrible. He had he had sores, ulcers, ulcers, all in his. We were both like. I wish you took pictures because he was so like in shock. We were like because we were like in his mouth too. We were so yeah. It was very upsetting to see because he was in pain, and that's what. And it was neglect. People they just they They just don't know. It's 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 not they're not educated. Yeah, his back was so sore. Um, again, these vets do acupuncture because he had TMJ. You were like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was biting yeah. on his jaw. He wasn't really eating properly because his jaw was yeah wide. His teeth mm-hmm. were too long. He was, he was uncomfortable, right? And when oh, you're really uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. Well, I would say more than uncomfortable. Pain. He was in pain. He was in pain. So I know we have to go to break, but when we come back, I want to follow up with this particular horse and find yeah. out how he's doing yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and where and I want to find out to Valerie's point, like where is his forever home in your mind? Like who is the fit? Because it sounds like he's in in on the mend and ready to roll. We do have to, our, our fearless uh, producer, Dylan, is telling us, you guys got to take a break. So Dylan, we're taking a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Avengers Assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Val, shout out the Compassion Wars real quick. I know you probably have some stuff you want to say about it, and then we will get back with our guests. Um, 
the Compassion Awards is the inaugural event. We want to make this an annual event. I have no doubt at this point it will be, um, where we are actually highlighting and recognizing um, three local Long Island heroes who are boots on the ground involved with animal rescue, CNR, animal advocacy. And there's nothing like this, as far as I know. Um, we have donations coming in from some corporations to support those rescues. We have incredible sponsors. We just picked up today our most recent sponsor. Thank you, Rob Tucker from the Canine Shop, three locations. Um, he offers all raw food for cats and dogs. And um, he's just an incredible resource for health. In fact, I was asking him about what I should be feeding my cat, who I just found out has diabetes two days ago. That's another story. Um, anyway, so the canine shop will be there. They'll have a table along with our other phenomenal sponsors who we have been mentioning every week. But if you want to be in a room full of amazing animal lovers, pet parents, and some people who are in the pet industry, um, this is the place to be October 11th at the Refuge in Melville. Uh, you can get your tickets at www.pal-show.com. That's pal hyphen, not underscore, show.com. And they'll be, they'll be pet working. I understand there'll be some pet working. Pet shout working. Out, shout out to our friend Rob Talker. Rob, we are so excited about entering this with a partnership with you. Um, I know the first of us just said it before on the call, but I just see – what cool things we're going to do over the next couple of years together. Oh, oh uh, there's a dog on the show. That's it. Yeah. I, I attention. She was missing for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's sunshine. She was okay. Oh, Sorry, guys. No, that's okay. I love that. It's a great name. No. Oh. So, so, okay. So how, how is uh, Ranger doing now? You go again. So, you know, with all his treatment, he had uh, his, his teeth were done. Um, he also had his hooves maintained. It's another Frank thing. DeMarco. Frank DeMarco, who's a fabulous barrier, um, fixed the angle on his hooves. Um, our vet did acupuncture on, mm-hmm. on Ranger because his back was re- really very sore. A lot of this stuff came from neglect, uh, hard riding. Some people just ride very hard. They don't warm up their horse. They just put him away. They don't really take care of the teeth. The hooves, they need to be done every six to eight weeks, just like us, our nails grow. But mm-hmm. no, no, no hooves, no horse. Right. You know, no, you horse. can't let this stuff go. Like when he even came to us, he had like a like a little, little bit of a hitch. That's all gone. Just corrective yeah. shoeing. That's Frank. Yeah, um, Frank from Frank. Mm-hmm. And he's wow. healing now. He's we're, we're, we're just doing uh, a lot of love and groundwork. And eventually I'll, I'll introduce uh, the saddle back into his life. Right now we want him to just heal. Right, because yeah. when he sees the saddle, he still gets nervous when he sees the saddle. Oh, he's, been, he's, yeah. been mis- he's been misused, you know. And, and he's uh, such a nice, sweet he's, horse. Yeah, he's sweet. Thank he'll, you for recognizing yeah. that he was in pain. I mean, there, there's certainly, you know, again, uh, the ability to communicate and understand what they're telling you. Yeah. And yeah. for the prior owners, uh, either they missed it or they just weren't paying attention. But it wasn't, yeah, I think there's a few people, like the people who we got from, she just rescued. She just rescued him. She just too much. Too much. And before that, you know, who knows where it happened? Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's just. It's, we want to educate people too while we're here. Yeah, you have to look in the horse's mouth. 
You have to look in the horse's eye. I didn't realize that. But the teeth are important, just like they are for us. You, you know? have to maintain. You have yeah. to maintain. You have to. How big is their acupuncture needle? Like normally, they're like this big. I've had acupuncture, right? Are we, are we talking? Like, no, no, little. No, no, they're little. They're, they're little. little. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So, but he's a good boy. He's sweet. He, he's got the kindest eyes. He'll follow you around like a puppy dog. Dean, Gina does great groundwork with him. He circles around her. Mm-hmm. Like she'll stand there. He's not online and she'll tell him and he just circles around her. She'll try not to get too attached. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to get oh. yeah but he, um, yeah, you know, but she also starts jogging, and he'll jog behind her and follow her. It's, and it's, we he's want cool. him to feel like he's, he's, he's feeling loved. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Adorable. Completely adorable. Yeah, he needs to be really adorable. Yeah, I just um, said something very important. They need. He needs to be a horse. He needs yeah, to know. You know. People use them like they're machines. You know. I, mean, I hate to say it, but it's like yeah. This, it's all about the ride. Let me just get on a ride. And then they, they ride hard and they just put the horse away and they do the same thing the next day. We have to maintain them. They're, they're, they're athletes, you know, right. they're like us. They feel what we feel. We get acupuncture. We go to a chiropractor. We go to doctors, right? So, it, yeah. My husband's going to love you. He's a retired chiropractor. Yeah. Hey, I, <laughs> my guy keeps me going. I got to go. Exactly. So they say the horse equine profession, um, horses, horse ride back riding is the only sport where your equipment has emotions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That makes sense. That's that's a good thing for golf clubs because golf clubs <laughs> <laughs> broken don't have any feelings because that would be good. good thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you, believe it or not, we that is an hour. We have to leave it there. That is how this show goes. October second. October second at the Warrior Ranch Foundation in Calverton. Get out there for the Harvest East End. I, I'm, I'm figuring out. I will be there that day. I got to just. And then October 11th for the Compassion Wars. I hope you guys can make it. Oh, that's right. That until we got it. We'll talk about the other thing. But also, please go to the website and donate. We can. Yes. Thank we you guys for funny. everything. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Next week on the show, holy cow, Val, I have to get my quote. Uh, next week on the show is Bonnie Clapper. Why don't you talk about that for 10 seconds so I can get my quote, Valerie? Bonnie Clapper is an incredible uh, animal advocate and attorney, animal rights welfare attorney, and she's been involved in a lot of successful fights, including um, helping Kabul Small Animal Rescue when all those animals were stranded in Kabul. Anyway, um, she's amazing, and I can't wait to have her on. We will have her on next week. In his total commitment to nonviolence, I grabbed one of my business cards here because it's on the back of the business card, everybody. In his total <laughs> commitment to nonviolence, the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Mahatma Gandhi. Make it a great Amen. day. Amen. Yay, Gandhi. Thank you. <laughs> business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 